X-Factors abound for the Arizona Cardinals. You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Cardinals, your team every day. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available wherever you find your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know, there's so much to talk about. And it seems like, well, it's getting into the dead season and DeAndre Hopkins is gone and blah, blah, blah. There's so much to discuss. Uh, you know, first off, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And what I'm framing this podcast around specifically, this episode, I should say, are the X factors. And I know that that's a very, you know, cliched term where it's overused and, you know, whatever. And it's pretty much rinse and repeat the same thing over and over again. This is going to be a little bit different. Okay. So, yes, I've got some players that I'm going to discuss in the next two segments, who are X-Factors. And it's not for this season. It's not necessarily for next season. It's for all of it encompassed into one entity. And I'll explain what I mean. So take a guy like I will bury the leader. Take a guy like Isaiah Simmons. I'm going to talk about him more in depth. The trajectory of Isaiah Simmons is such to where if he balls out this year in the new system with Nick Rowless and Jonathan Gannon, and they find a spot for him, that could save the Cardinals a draft pick in 2024. So something like that. Think of it like that. And overall, the Arizona Cardinals organization is one big bleeping X factor. We have no idea if it's going to be figured out. We have no idea if all of this is going to work. We have no idea who the quarterback in 2024 is going to be. We don't know anything. Do we have a kind of an idea, an indication? Barring this, if not this, then this remains the same. Sure, we, we've got kind of. Let's stick with kind of. But all in all, from Michael Bidwell down, ain't nobody know what's going to happen. There, like, there's no, there's no surefire. This is something that's bankable. I've talked a lot over the years. Uh, everydayers, again, if you've been around since 2017, thank you. If you started your everydayer journey today with Lockdown Cardinals, thank you. Please go like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I want to get to 3K by kickoff um, week one, and I'm – well on my way. So thank you for that. Please DM me on Twitter. Nobody DM me in the last two days. If you want to start a conversation about something, let's talk. Segment ideas. What you want to discuss? Like, let's, let's, have, let's have a debate, whatever. I, I want to make this your podcast more and more every day. So with the Cardinals being just one giant X factor, it's with upside of an incredible plateau that maybe has never been reached by this organization. And it's got the other side of the not so great. And we've come out of this hamster wheel of definition of insanity when, when the last GM was, was GM. And yes, again, he had great moments, blah, 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 blah. I get it. It's the worst, particularly the worst GM in the draft since he took over in 2010 or uh, whatever it was, 2013, 2012, 2013. So the restrictor plate was on this organization. I've talked about that a lot. And now all that there are are possibilities. And with that, in the open water, 
with a first-time GM, a first-time head coach, a first-time offensive coordinator, a first-time defensive coordinator down and down the list with your starting quarterback out for a handful of games at least to start the season because he tore his ACL in December, it could very well crash and burn. Like, that's a possibility. Have they positioned themselves to alleviate that and maybe circumvent that pothole? Sure. One for one. Draft. Nailed. Free agency. Clear direction on what they want this future to be. And it ain't this year. But if they win games, nobody's going to be upset that they didn't get, like, if they win games, it's because Kyler Murray was healthy and he looked good in this new system. Or if we want to get completely Looney Tunes, it's because Clayton Toon is the steal of the draft. Those are the two reasons why the Cardinals would win more than a handful of games this season. But with all of these things, there's never been more of an unclear future for this organization ever. Well, I mean, in the last 20 years, let's say, come on. Like, unclear, meaning we have no idea what this experiment is going to turn into. This could be the precipice of something truly great. Nail the draft. Win a couple games. Have Houston and the Cardinals have the top two picks in next year's draft. The Cardinals can turn that into six first-round picks if Kyler Murray's the guy. And you can draft the future. And this team could legitimately be a Super Bowl team in 2025. Because remember, when you get first-round picks, you can train them for players also. You don't have to utilize them. And if they were able to trade out of the first and second overall pick because Drake May and Caleb Williams garnered so much attention and so much draft capital that they couldn't say no, and that's the future blueprint of this organization, great. Say Houston wins seven games this year, and the Cardinals win four, and they have the third and ninth pick overall, it's a very different outlook. It's very different because you'll be out of the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, not just to draft him, but also to maximize the trade back uh, potential. But then if they win five or six games, Kyler Murray comes back and they win two of their last six games because he's still getting reacclimated. Like it could be a total cluster with no clear direction on what they want to do with the quarterback position or pretty much in any other position. So do you see how there's like, and I know, like, I know that every team has uncertain futures because we've never seen it before. We don't know what was going to happen in the future. But with the Cardinals, it's not cut and dry where it's like, this is going to work or it won't. It's varying shades of both. And I think that's true for most cases. But the potential for the absolute greatness after 2023 is getting the first two picks overall and figuring out what you want to do after that. But with this process, there are players who play the games. You come to Lockdown Cardinals for the real hard-hitting stuff, the real deep analysis. Players play this game. It's not played on paper. It's not played on Madden. It's not played on, you know, with tic-tac-toe or, or flipping coins. So there are X factors that the Cardinals have currently on their roster that can pave the way one way or the other for the future of this team. Which players are the biggest X factors? I've got two offensive and two defensive. And just, you know, just to let you know, I'm taking Kyler Murray out of it. Because obviously he's the biggest one. I could talk 15, 25 minutes about Kyler Murray. I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to talk about the other players. And I'm going to hit that next Lockdown Cardinals as we roll on on this beautiful Monday edition.
of the show. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win, okay? And like the same game parlays, uh, Tyler Rowland of Locked On uh, Titans, he and I host Locked On NFL Thursday. He constantly talks about the same game parlays. You take a couple bucks, you bet on a bunch of different over-unders in one bet, you can win a whole bunch of cheese from a small bet. And FanDuel's got that and so much more. So much more as it pertains to the sports betting world. There's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500 on your first deposit. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on fanduel official sports betting partner of the nba so the entire arizona cardinals organization is an x factor okay it's just it, it is but you know as it pertains to players that gets a little more interesting so i'm you know going to kind of remove myself from um you know remove myself from kyler murray um, and kind of look at the other players. Well, sure. I can do an entire Kyler Murray segment or an entire Kyler Murray podcast. If you want me to do something like that, send me a DM on Twitter. I've got content all day that I can talk about. If there's something you specifically want to hear, I'm here for it. Giddy up. There are two major X factors on the offensive side of the ball for the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm going to give an honorable mention for both sides. And because the Cardinals roster is so in flux, I could have done five for each, but I feel like the top two with an honorable mention is the best way to go about it. One is Greg Dorch. Okay. The Cardinals don't have a whole lot of success with late round picks, guys who aren't big names, who just absolutely punish the game as as members of the Arizona Cardinals. Sure, there's been few and far between. Greg Dorch was the story, at least the offensive story of training camp last year. Antonio Hamilton on the other side. Antonio Hamilton had the scalding hot olive oil. I think it was something. It was a kitchen accident that burned him that kept him out for the beginning of the season. When Greg Dorch has gotten run, when Rondell Moore has been hurt, Greg Dorch has been equally as effective as Rondell Moore, if not more so because he's healthier, healthier more. So with this offense being kind of an amoeba, not really knowing what it's going to look like for the future, especially with Hollywood Brown's contract up at the end of the season, is Rondo Moore going to stay healthy? What is Michael Wilson going to do? Like there's so many things in flux, Trey McBride and Zach Ertz, when Zach Ertz comes back, what's that going to look like, et cetera. Greg Dorch, all he's done is produce. Has he had a thousand yard seasons? No. Has he had the opportunity to? No. Is Kyler Murray going to be back in week one and it's going to give him the best chance? No. Can Clayton Toon give him an opportunity to really show his merit in a season that could potentially be lost in a win-loss uh, scenario, but not in a culture building and, and foundation building for the future? Of course. Greg Dorch is the ultimate X factor on offense. And he's a great story too. And the Cardinals organization needs to start. like, And you can't force stories. You can't force it. Like if Andy Isabella would have come back last year and just been an absolute baller, it would have been a great story. Okay. Didn't happen. 
Greg Dorch could be that story. And I think X factor wise, especially as we kind of run through the mud and the muck of the 2023 season with the win loss record, probably not being favorable for the Cardinals. You need stories to really hold on to and get excited about every week when the Cardinals are most, most likely going to be favored to lose every game. So Greg Dorch is one. And then the other one for me, for the future, not only for this year, but for the future, because what we're looking for this year with the Cardinals is the Cardinals to be able to save draft picks because they already have players on the roster of that position and depth. So Greg Dorch would be a great depth guy, could be a wide receiver too, light. We have no idea. The other one is John Gaines, the second. This is a massive, massive X factor. Sure. Paris Johnson Jr. That you can't qual you can't qualify him as an X factor because he was a first round pick. Like it's completely different. John Gaines is a guy that if he can come in and play center right out the gate with Rodney Hudson leaving the uncertainty of the center position over the last handful of years with Rodney Hudson out and them trying to fill it with Max Garcia or Sean Harlow or whoever it may be, if John Gaines can come in and be a steal from the fourth round and be the center for the Cardinals for the next two years and be able to run block and pass protect and have that you know pocket be deep enough for Kyler Murray to dance around a little bit in it, complete X factor. That would change the trajectory of this organization because they wouldn't need to go out and draft an interior lineman. It would probably be the, the top round in, in next year's draft. So if they could do that and skate around having to do that because they found somebody who fell into their lap in the fourth round out of UCLA, that'd be massive. Now, if it's the downside, the other side of the X factor is if it doesn't work, not only is this year going to be problematic from the interior of the offensive line, which we've grown so accustomed to, but they're going to have to take a top-round pick next year and draft the center. If they can not do that because they have a guy that they trust, massive. You can go use another position of need. And then the honorable mention for me is Trey McBride. And Trey McBride, he was drafted in the second round, and he was all-world in college. He didn't have the hugest numbers at Colorado State, didn't have big touchdown numbers, et cetera. When he and Trace McSorley were giddy up in last year, I think it was Trace or David Blau. I can't. They had some yuck. I don't even want to talk about the quarterback quarterbacks last year. He showed flashes of what we thought he could be because he was drafted so highly. And if he can really like, you see, Zach Ertz getting a little bit older. I'm sure he's going to want to go back and play at Philly at some point in his career. I don't know that for sure. I know he and his wife live here, like, but I know that I don't see. Even though Zach Ertz is really become an Arizona Cardinal, like as an honorable guy, it like an honorable mention to be an Arizona Cardinal. Um, and I, I got to explain that. So um, I'd say a lot. There aren't many Arizona Cardinals on this roster. Drafted, developed, second contract, Arizona Cardinals. Very few. Kyler Murray, Buda Baker, of consequence. Like I guess David Collins, if he takes a step up, if they move him to edge this year and he really balls out. Um, DJ Humphreys is another one, but that's like three out of the 50 plus guys that are on this roster. Zach Ertz has kind of been an honorable mention. So with that, you know, if Trey McBride can just seamlessly step in there and be a tight end one, massive. If he doesn't, it won't have that much of an impact. It's just another, you know, potentially wasted top draft pick by, you know, the last regime. But he's an honorable mention because he's not as impactful currently as Greg Dorch and John Gaines would be from, from an X-Factor perspective. But he does have consequence in the potential future of the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to pivot to the defense now. And what X factors are there on defense as it pertains to the 2023 and 2024 season as the Cardinals position themselves 
to change the narrative and the production and the dysfunctionality and the culture and the infrastructure and the probably a hundred other nouns. Let's hit it next. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Locked on Cardinals, follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Free wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Go like, subscribe. Hit a like on this video, will you? It's free. It takes two seconds. Boop. Boop. You got you to make that sound too, just this one time. It's been a long day already. So um, the Arizona Cardinals are one giant X factor. But if we're going to break it down to players, the biggest X factors on offense going into the 2023 season and never to position the Cardinals for success in 2024 or not, if it doesn't work out that way, Greg Dorch, John Gaines, and honorable mention, Trey McBride. Defensively, Isaiah Simmons is number one. Okay, He's the X factor. If the Cardinals can figure out the mystery that is Isaiah Simmons and unlock his ultimate potential, they could save a first-round pick. They've got a guy in-house, 6'3", 250, sub-4540. Terrible in coverage. Not big enough to be an edge rusher, really. They got to find a way. They got to find a way to utilize him. He is the X factor. He's the number one X factor on this roster. He was last year, but it went such crap so quickly last year that it, you couldn't really see the impact on it. But just because this win-loss record isn't going to be great for the Cardinals, most likely in 2023, doesn't mean that Isaiah Simmons can't set the Cardinals up for perennial success at that position if they figure out what position to use that. And if he can utilize that, his skill set at the position at an elite level. Because if he can, and you look at Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins and BJ Ojolari and Cam Thomas and MyJ Sanders, you've got a young core of linebackers and defensive ends, you know, depending on, on the scheme fit, who could are well equipped to be a base for a strong pass rush for the future. And then all you do is add talent to it. Isaiah Simmons, number one, no doubt about it. And I think that's pretty obvious. Number two is Buda Baker. And the reason why it's Buda Baker is because we don't know if he's going to be an Arizona Cardinal. If, if he's back, I've said this before, I'll continue to say it. He's the most important Arizona Cardinal, not name it Kyler Murray. He's the heart and soul of this team. They should resign him. They should extend him. It will be a steal two years from now when the contract extension kicks in. This is how you take care of your own. Buda Baker has done nothing but show up and play on bad teams and win his position in playing behind nine guys who weren't exactly the most talented the last two years. He and Jalen Thompson are the only thing you can bank on on this defense. Pay him. But that's why he's the second biggest X factor because it's more outside of the game of football. If he's back, he's going to be an integral part. And then the third one, honorable mention, is Zayvon Collins. Zayvon Collins is taking the natural progression through year one and year two and growing and learning a position that he didn't necessarily play in college, okay? He was calling the plays after week one when they saw that Isaiah Simmons was a terrible idea, and he's incrementally gotten better, okay? There are talks about moving him to edge. He's a big dude. He's smart. He's savvy. He can call a defense. If he can really pop, it could save a draft pick. If that's the last gift that Steve Kime left for this organization, wouldn't be so bad. Trade for Hollywood Brown. We'll see what happens with that. But the actual draft pick that he made in the first round, we'll see. Like, I am fascinated to see what Zayvon Collins is going to bring. Because, again, remember, and I will leave you with this. 
2023 should be looked at as culture, infrastructure, functionality, leadership, and the new coaching staff getting their feet wet coaching in positions they have never coached before in the NFL. It's not about win-loss. It's about changing the structure of a dysfunctional and perennially losing organization. And every little baby step that can get the Cardinals away from the past and closer to the new goal is a huge win, not only for the team, for the players, but for the fans. Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you.